We're back. It's been a while. It's been far too long. Sorry to leave you guys hanging. We've had so many messages saying they like people are loving the podcast. And I've had to apologize to everyone because we haven't done an episode in like a month. Just as we got a huge following of millions, mm-hmm. we got the plague. We did. Well, not so much the plague as a an annoying cough that has meant that we can't do our favorite things, which are talk and laugh without coughing terribly. And mm. this is like the first day we can properly kind of do that. An unpleasant tickle in the pipes. <laughs> tickle in the pipes. Do you know what? Like, I'm laughing now. And actually, I've had to, over the last couple of weeks while I've had this, I've had to develop a new laugh that doesn't set off the coughing. I'm under-exaggerating. I'm underselling it when I say a tickle in the pipes. It's more of a hacking, disgusting, foul <laughs> thing, wasn't it? <laughs> So if anyone's still listening, still with us. I hope we've painted a clear enough picture of our coughs. Or a yellow slash green enough picture of our coughs. (laughs) Was that too disgusting? Shall I cut that? Anyway, in that time, while we haven't been recording the podcast, we have been doing other things. We shot a wedding, our first wedding of the year. They booked two weeks before the wedding, which was quite fun. And it was a tiny, tiny wedding. It was uh, the couple and her parents. That was it. And their their kids. Yeah. So that was fun. It was great fun. It was like a really nice way of easing ourselves back into the wedding season. It was weirdly reminiscent of COVID because we masked up because of our plague. (laughs) So it was like six people uh, plus us plus masks. So yeah, so we just shot an hour, which was really, really nice. Um, We tried not to have any coughing fits mid-ceremony. Um, we just booked a wedding today as well for three weeks time. So it's quite cool that we're getting all these like last minute bookings, which is, uh, filling up the diary nicely, keeping us busy, keeping us out of trouble. So for everyone listening, just in case you are not aware of what you clicked on, on Spotify or on Apple podcasts, we are Anna and Todd. We run Kickass Photographers, which is a membership for wedding photographers, and we are wedding photographers in Brighton. And we're coming to you, we're coming straight in with a question from one of our members who says, just got an inquiry for 2026, crying with laughter face. Should I send them my current prices or add a bit on? What do you guys do for crazy distant inquiries? And that's distant in terms of time, Time, not not space. space. (laughs) Before we get metaphysical about this. So basically he's saying, should he say to them, you know, don't you come back to me in a couple of years or give him, give the couple like inflated prices for 2026. So this is it's interesting. It's like that terrifying question, isn't it? When they ask you what you're going to be doing in five years time in a job interview. I actually you have no idea. <laughs> I had this once. I had a couple get in touch with me and their wedding was like quite a few years in the future. And I literally didn't know where I would be. I could be living in an RV in Iceland or something. And actually I said that. was your response, wasn't it? It was. I actually emailed them and I said, I don't know where I'll be. I could be in an RV in Iceland. And, and you didn't book the job, I assume. No, I wouldn't let them. I didn't. I said, you know, come back to me. Come back to me if you want me in a few years time. And they didn't. They booked someone else and they messaged me constantly saying, oh, we wish we'd booked you. We want to have a vow renewal. We want to get married again so we can have you take our photos. So you know, while I didn't get the booking, it's kind of like, is the word vindicating mm. <laughs> to know that, you know, they, they did see it as a mistake they didn't book. Um, but it's it's about getting that across beforehand, isn't it? Like, So this is like a philosophical question now. What are we all going to be doing in 2026? What do you want to be doing? Where do you see yourself? That is such a good question. I don't know. I can already feel myself sweating. I know. The stress of having to answer that. Wow. Where, where do you want to be in 
was it for three three years time I have not prepared a response to that <laughs> so I don't wish to answer <laughs> fair enough I don't know either do you know what I feel like if you would asked me three years ago I would have said I probably wouldn't have said you know status quo still living in the same flat and everything like that but hey ho COVID and all that well yeah maybe that's a, a better way of answering to think where were we three years ago nowhere that different was, that was the beginning of COVID wasn't it yeah so where are we like end of we're beginning of March now, so I guess that was when things were getting really bad, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, three years, wow. So how many of us actually thought we'd still be doing weddings in three years' time back then? Mm. Not necessarily that many. I mean, it seemed like COVID was going to go on forever, didn't it, at that point? A bunch of people started a new business as well in that time. Like someone would, a lot of people started the business right at the beginning of 2020, like wedding venues, photographers, and then it was like, oh, okay, now I can't do anything for like a year. And we all know regular listeners that Anna started 15 businesses during COVID. So <laughs> don't worry, we're not going to talk about that again today. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still starting new businesses all the time. So back to this member question about whether he should charge more or just tell them to come back later. If you tell them to come back later, you've got to have a pretty convincing argument because they're probably going to forget and they'll just book someone who will take the job. You could just say, you know, it's an extra £200 or an extra £500 or whatever you want to charge for weddings in 2026. Or you could make a whole new pricing brochure with new prices and put that year on it. Put 2025 to 2026 on the cover and say, these are my prices for that period. And that's that. Like, no one can query that. But then you'd have to make like a separate booking form if you have your prices on the booking form. It's a whole palaver. Um, so I'd probably just say it's an additional fee. So we were talking about this before, and uh, this is the, the shock revelation that we have for you. We think that Anna is charging the same prices now, essentially, as in 2016. That's right. Which is what, uh, seven years ago seven at years. the time of recording? Is that right? So like the common advice among wedding photographers is put your prices up, put them up every year or every 10 bookings, or just keep going up, 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 up. And no one ever says put them down or your price sounds right or just keep it where it is. You know, pe rarely people say, you know, do whatever feels right as well. People always try to encourage people to put their price up, which is very lovely. But it doesn't take into account your business model. Like it doesn't take in. I'm, and I'm not even talking about cost of doing business. There's all of that you should do. Like how much do you need to charge? How many weddings do you want to shoot? All that sort of thing. Like what do you need to charge to make a living? For me, it's a bit more um, creative than that, I suppose. I have found the sweet spot in pricing where I get my absolute ideal client. And that starts obviously with knowing exactly who I want to work with, um, which, which comes with a bit of experience, obviously. But I have found that, you know, when I got to, I think I got to about 1900 in 2016, when I got to that price, I was getting fantastic clients. And every time I've tried to raise my prices, I haven't quite got those clients I really really love you found it's gone into people who wear top hats and coattails you're not even joking a, like a snooty laugh <laughs> but like we just don't it's, it's couples we don't really get on with as well on the zoom where you get that inquiry through and you're like uh yeah you know it's okay but it's not like getting me super excited that it's our kind of people whereas whenever I've stayed below two thousand pounds and I'm talking about for eight hours as well Whenever I stay below £2,000, I've always got the teachers and the nurses and the crafty people with, you know, the like colourful hair and the DIY elements and the village hall pub type weddings. And they're all just lovely, wholesome, friendly people. We have tons in common with them. 
And every time I've tried to go higher, we just haven't had that. We haven't had the people we've got stuff in common with. And I know that the theory is, you know, you charge more and you can shoot less and that's great. But for me, I would rather charge less, shoot more and have every wedding be absolutely fantastic. I love the wedding as if it was my friends getting married, which often it becomes because I become friends with them. I'd rather that. And I know that's kind of controversial, but I would I would rather shoot more and really love each each job that I do. So would you say the underlying issue is that you and I are not rich enough to have a butler and drive a Bentley? So, so we that, have nothing in common with yeah, them. Yeah, that means we can't imagine what someone with £3,000 to spend on a wedding is actually like. Well, funnily enough, it's not even that we only ever, because we're charging 1850 now, um, it's not even that we only ever get 1850 bookings because we actually charge 2750 for 12 hours and people book it. We've had plenty of bookings at that price. We add on albums, we do films, all that sort of thing, and people add them on. So I don't actually know what our average booking amount is, but it's not 1850. It just starts at that. And that is a decent amount for a full day. You know, people get everything they need from that. And most people do get it. A lot add on other stuff. So like a lot of wedding photographers and self-employed people, our secret strategy is that we actually use a, a wheel of fortune to decide our pricing. <laughs> so we have a number of random figures allocated around the wheel, and then we uh, we spin the clock face in the middle <laughs> to decide what we're going to charge. <laughs> Obviously, I'm joking, but I do think there is often an element, isn't there, where yeah. we don't necessarily have a firm grasp on, say, the cost of doing business, um, or perhaps what our target audience or ideal client actually has to spend and that's where you can start getting lost that's it like our target market don't necessarily only have two thousand pounds but for the like for the base amount that they're spending that's like a good amount for for most people however they might get parent help or something like that and they'll be able to add on an album add on extra hours so we still get those clients because the base rate is good for them but they add on more so it's not a case of, you know, we have to shoot tons and tons of weddings to make enough money. Because again, there's, there's also two of us, like we're spreading the cost over two incomes now as well. Um, we are getting better at adding on stuff and selling more hours. So the thing with more hours is you've got to make it, for us, I made it like a price where it would be worth doing, basically. Like 12 hours is long. And, you know, I'm charging 27.50 for it because that's what I'm willing to do it for. Um, and also things like selling them on films on albums and stuff we had so i used to sell like some albums but really not many and you know i thought oh, it's just you know selling is painful and i don't want to be like a salesperson and you know look at this book it has 15 spreads and all this stuff it was just like not in me but then we did this um this talk we had nadine um van billion in last week or last month i think it was um, you mean in Kick-Ass Photographers? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. The number one membership for wedding photographers. <laughs> That's right. I need a, a little reverb to add to my voice there, don't I? <laughs> I'll see if I can make it work. Um, we had her in for a talk in the membership, and it was fantastic. Absolutely chock full of really good advice. And it left me thinking, not just, oh, you know, I'm looking forward to selling some albums. It made me feel bad. It made me feel guilty for my past couples who I didn't sell an album to, because I thought I'm doing them an absolute disservice here. So that mindset shift, honestly, it didn't take much, just that mindset shift. And the tools that she gave us to sell, the words that she gave us to use, the questions she gave us to ask, 
like it's easy it's not selling at all it's so easy and i've been doing it every zoom we've had every email i've sent to my couples whose wedding is coming up and they don't have an album i've added in my little bit about getting an album every single one has booked an album it's been incredible like it's just it's remarkable the change and it means that you know maybe four extra album sales and that's another wedding and you guys could do it too if you just join kick-ass photographers are you trying to do your own reverb i'm doing uh some some asmr for people oh people do you know what people do say they love your voice (laughs) i've had people write in to the podcast and say how much they love your uh your soothing, relaxing voice. Well, I feel like you didn't pass on that feedback, so that's sad. <laughs> I'm sorry, Todd. Everyone loves your voice. They're all here for you. <laughs> so yeah, like we don't have to book a ton of weddings because actually those album sales will even it out a little bit, uh, and it's just really no work. And so yeah, ba- basically the point of this is when it comes back to this member's question about what should he charge for a 2026 wedding. My my answer would actually probably be, you know, the same because my my prices have been the same since 2016 and therefore they're probably going to be the same in a few years. I know that the cost of living is going up, but that's going up for them too. Like our couples are often in the same situation as us. So I still want to book them. So I'm not putting my prices up. Uh, you could also, as as you know, as our member said, just say to them, you only book two years in advance. That's a risk um however there's also the chance that they'll book three years in advance and then like something will happen and they'll want to cancel and you know i've had i've had my fair share of cancellations for whatever reason like breakups and stuff and you you get to keep the deposit money so it's like free money it's an interesting question isn't it to think are you always going to be better off in a year's time or in three years time and so on or you know do your finances work in a linear way like that or not? Because mm. I don't know particularly that I'm that much better off now than I was in 2020, um, as obviously we're still getting over in our industry yeah. the the problems that we had. And um, so I don't know if I could really assume that my clients would be either. So I just want to circle back to when we talked about cost of doing business earlier, because obviously like like attracting your ideal client is really important and pricing for your ideal clients really important but it's kind of pointless if you're not literally earning enough to live so you need to work out what you need to earn basically to know what you need to charge um i have got a calculator it's um i'll see if i can put a link up because i made a cool calculator in google sheets that tells you what you need to charge and what you can earn and how many weddings you need to shoot to earn that amount so yeah if you want to have a look at that calculator that will help you work out you know, a sort of starting point as to what to charge. But for me, it's kind of like an art knowing what to charge because it's a little bit of what you need to earn plus a little bit of like, you know, what your idle client is willing to pay, basically. Plus, you know, like what you're worth and your value. Also, it needs to be said that like all of this like pricing stuff is absolutely pointless if you don't communicate your value on your website and in your brand like if you're just saying these are my prices and you get photos that's not gonna convince anyone to spend thousands of pounds on wedding photos you've got to communicate the value and that is something i talk about a lot in the membership we've got a whole course on you know getting booking clients through your website and brand on the membership we've got 
a whole pricing course on there, like loads of stuff about how to communicate your value. So that's definitely worth joining the membership alone. You can find info at kickassphotographers.com forward slash join and we'd love to see you in there. Do you ever have it when like an inquiry phones you up and you panic because like you know you can't remember your prices and you know they're going to ask you and so you like start you put them on like speakerphone and start googling your prices <laughs> so you can tell them what you charge or like you're on a zoom and you know that the topic of like what you charge and how many hours they want a book comes up and you're like oh my god I literally can't remember what I charge and so you start like looking up your pricing pdf just so you know. <laughs> This sounds a bit like one of those podcast commercials where they begin, do you ever have it when? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're offering a solution here. I my no my solution. personal solution would be don't answer the phone. Don't ever. answer the phone is a very good one. It's a good solution in life in general, I would say. In fact, the last time I answered my phone, and I'm not kidding you, was a bride who had literally just booked us. And she said, we've just had a friend offer to do our photography for free, so we're going to actually cancel you. I was like, are you actually kidding me <laughs> that's a wedding photographer's nightmare right there isn't it it really is it really is oh well so the moral of today's podcast is don't ever answer your phone don't answer your phone that's it, it. cure all anxieties <laughs>